talk about God's creation or man's evolution. And that's a real problem that's going on in our country today. And uh, we really don't have much of a say in the secular world, do we? And that's why we need sometimes to kind of help us in, the, in our realms so we can build some faith in our people so that when they hear these other things that they're not hoodwinked to be able to follow something that's false. Genesis 1.1 states this here. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Amen? I'm grateful that he did. Dr. Henry Morris said, it's a strong possibility that these are the first words that were ever written by man. And uh, that's an interesting thought. Isn't it amazing how and why Genesis chapter 1 is so attacked? Lost mankind doesn't want to be responsible or accountable to God. Man has tried in every way he possibly can to exclude God from our beginning, from our present life, and to our supposedly non-future existence. At least that's according to them. But God says this in Romans 1.28. He says, and, every, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, to do those things which are not convenient. And then verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Mankind doesn't want to admit that there is a God because they don't want to acknowledge their sin, their need of a Savior, to have to humble themselves before Almighty God, to have to surrender to His Word, and begin to then live by moral absolutes. To go against God's truth, man has tried to create his own truth. It's just opposite of God's truth, but man's own truth. And man uses his opinions, his theories, as if they're factual and even scientific. <laughs> if you attack me, you attack science. <laughs> Anybody just hear that not long ago? Amen. Yeah. And uh, they come on the scene and they say the world, the earth, and the man, it's by evolution, by two ways, by the Big Bang Theory or God's or man's evolution from that explosion. They say this about the Big Bang Theory. All we see today can be traced back billions of years ago. Their scientists say, thank God not all, but their scientists say all matter and energy in the universe were packed together, consecrated in a single spot at temperatures trillions of degrees. And as Ken Ham says, were they there? Amen. Amen. And uh, they said it suddenly exploded by reasons unknown by random chance over enormous periods of time, the stars, the galaxies, the planets, development was from this explosion. Most of the media and academic circles give the impression that that is a proven fact beyond doubt. As a matter of fact, if you disagree with them, they cancel you out. Amen? Now listen to this one. Science Digest said this, the first billion, 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 billionth 
of a second, and then using a simple system of logic, we can now deduce in exact detail what happened during that first second of creation. Now remember, they can't predict what the weather's going to be for a week. <laughs> Amen? And they want us to believe billion, 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 that first second. How did they observe and record that? Of course, a lot of scientists say, no way, the wise ones. But even some evolutionists, they're against the Big Bang Theory. They want to believe in evolution because they don't want to be accountable to God, but they say the Big Bang Theory is wrong. It's physically and logically impossible for matter to be created out of nothing, meaning it's impossible for gas and dust to create planets, suns, moons, moon, and the stars. An explosion doesn't produce order or structure or arrangements. An explosion destroys and produces chaotic disorder. An example would be an exploding volcano. What are the odds of flying debris of earth and rock blowing out of a volcano and creating a skyscraper building? It never could happen. Mount St. Helen taught us that, did it not? And it just showed devastation and destruction. The heavens have the appearance, as you look, of order, of structure, complex design, and you can't help but say, that's on purpose. <laughs> There's somebody behind that. The heavens declare the glory of God. The very law of physics and science, it's called the second law of thermodynamics. And it's a universal law that's unchanging, observed. It can be measured and repeatedly proven. It's the universal law of decay. This law is why everything ultimately falls apart. Everything over a period of time disintegrates. Nothing stays fresh. All wears out. All the chemical compounds ultimately break apart into simpler forms, materials, disorder. They don't become more complex or more organized. Earth is not evolving. Man is not devolving. Evolving. Yeah, they are devolving. <laughs> are not evolving. But it's dying. It's a universal trend. You can't deny it. Every system left on its own goes from order to disorder. That's just a fact. This in itself refutes the Big Bang Theory. Examples of this law, you stack some bricks on your patio and you give it a period of time and before long there's disorder and deterioration. They don't get better. You put a brand new car in your driveway and say you could leave for 100 years and come back at the end of that 100 years. What do you think that car's going to look like? <laughs> it's going to be deteriorated, coming apart. Your body, no matter how much you try, 50 years from now, 
You're going to be like Earl Fur. I mean, it's going to be something. Hi, Earl. <laughs> so the Big Bang Theory is the theory. It's not the truth. And then they say about evolution. They create evolution in order to explain why we're here. They say that plants and the animals have developed from earlier form to its existing form by a series of changes. Yeah, I'm doing good here. A series of changes that took place over long periods of time from fish to animals to man, always improving. The reason they want this is they don't want God, amen, and so they begin with no God. I've learned something that's interesting. Evolutionists will even lie. <laughs> Amen? I mean, they will even lie. And uh, they try to create that missing man, that missing link who supposedly is millions of years old. I've given this little order here, but it's important that we continue to hear this. Evolution, their undeniable hoaxes, gives false reports and untruths and trying to pass it as the truth. And of course, they're wrong. The Nebraska man, or Western man, he was found by Harold Cook. He found a fossil. They said it was one million years old. The Nebraska man's fossils were used at the Scopes trial in Dayton, Tennessee, as evidence against creation and at Genesis. Two scientists examined the teeth and confirmed that it, these teeth were from prehistoric, from a prehistoric race in America. The experts gave testimony under oath. From these teeth, they put a picture of a whole man in the newspapers. From teeth. They got the whole man and they put it in the newspapers. Newman, the state's attorney, he used this evidence and confronted the religious side, William Jennings Bryan, with this evidence. Mr. Bryan asked for a time to be able to study it, and everybody laughed at him as a joke. Now, that doesn't sound important, but that opened the door for evolution to be able to be taught in our educational systems by using the teeth. Huh? At a later date, the truth was revealed, a tooth, not teeth, were found. Later, the whole animal skeleton was found, and that tooth was from a pig. <laughs> but yet they used it as a means to introduce evolution in our public schools at that time. Isn't that amazing? Another tooth showed up. They called it the Colorado man. The experts and media went wild, and it turned out to be the tooth of a horse. Then the most outstanding find, the experts said, was the Java man. He was found in 1891 by Dr. Eugene Bois, a Dutch physician. The experts said these bones, they are 750,000 years old. And for you who are just learning in your in your walk, in your Christian faith, let me just say the earth is about seven to 10,000 years, and that's it, tops. They found several pieces of bone. They found a piece of a skull. 
a thigh bone, and three teeth. They have fascination with teeth. Did you notice that? Not found in the same place, though. 60 to 70 feet apart. That should have sent up a red flag. They proclaimed they could construct the entire missing link man, these bones, then, and they put a man on it. And they were withheld from public scrutiny for 30 years. Later on, they found out it was a femur bone of a recent person, okay, and it was the knee of an elephant and the skull of a female. The three teeth they had was one a child and two from apes. Dr. DeMois, DeBois, I should say, admitted they were not ancient bones, but they'd already done the damage. Then you had the Piltdown Man. In 1912, in Piltdown, England, in a grave pit of bones, they found part of a skull, part of a jaw, and two teeth. <laughs> Dr. Dawson, he took this to the British Museum and the anthropologists examined it and said they were 500,000 years old. In the Encyclopedia Britannica, the Piltdown Man is second only in importance to the Java Man. <laughs> you remember the Java Man? It was not true. Reader's Digest in 1956 had an article, The Great Piltdown Hoax. Every important piece was proved a forgery. From start to finish, the skull was modern recent man. The jawbone was that of an ape who had just died previously and the teeth of an ape. And the teeth had actually been filed down to give the appearance of age. That's your evolutionist. An amazing thing about the Piltdown man in schools and universities, they had over 500 dissertations concerning this. They wrote about the Piltdown man, favoring and proving evolution, but all failed to expose it as it truly was, a fake, and that's what evolution is. The question is, how could so many scientists be so wrong as to human origins? Yet there were 300 replicas of the Piltdown Man placed in museums around this world. It's amazing. He's not one word of truth, not one grain of fact. He's a hoax. And he goes with the Nebraska, the Java, the Piltdown. Are you going to believe evolution that's built upon false teachings Rather than believing upon God, he created it all. The, Neander, the Neanderthal man, he's the so-called missing link. He was discovered in Germany. Once again, man was excited. The Neanderthal man was not on all fours, nor was he upright, but semi-upright. They said he's the missing link between on all fours or upright walk, he is the missing link, the in-between. And actually, they found another man right next to him, and he was fully modern. He was not millions of years old. And they found out 
that this man they called the missing link, he had arthritis and rickets. And because of vitamin deficiency, he bent over when he walked. I've seen people today like that, haven't you? Of course we have. Then they found Lucy, that first female. 40% of her skeleton was found by D.C. Johnson in Ethiopia, 1972 through 77. They said her knee joint, the way it bent, proves she walked upright on two legs. Later on, though, they found out Lucy was a knuckle-walking ape. Walked on her knuckles. If you saw the planet of the apes, you know what we're talking about here. <laughs> then the Peking, or Peking man. He was found in a cave 25 miles from Peking, China, in 1920-1930 by David Black. They found fragments of 30 skulls, 150 teeth, and they examined them and said they were 500,000 years old. The answer is, all the skulls had a large hole in the base of their skull. They were found with other animal, animal bone fragments, and they realized they appeared to have been eaten. At the same site, they found modern man, 10 of them, as a matter of fact. And there were complex tools that shows they were not 500,000 years, but maybe 100. Isn't that interesting? And they realized these men had been eating monkey brains. That's why there was a hole in the back of the skull of a monkey. And that's something. You saw Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. Some of you don't go to movies, but I'm not that legalistic. <laughs> now note, <laughs> all fossils ever found have been either all mate or all man. There are no missing links. Carol and I was watching Discovery Channel here uh, one day, and they said uh, we came from a, a, a little mice, little mouse, to a raccoon to man. And they just present it as it's the actual truth. The Bible states this in Genesis 1.1. In the beginning. This speaks of a point in time. Time as we understand it began. The fact that the earth had a start up time, thus it is running down. That's the second law of thermodynamics. This is not the beginning of God but the beginning of our time, this world and man's existence. The world is not by accident, and it's never by the Big Bang or evolution. If you believe in evolution, you are non-significant. You're insignificant. Because you're here by chance. But God says, no, you're here because I love you and placed man here. It states in verse 1 again, in the beginning, God. If we'd believe the first four words, we would not have any problem with the rest. Through faith, we understand that the world were framed by the word of God and so on. Thank God for that. Before there was our time, the world's creation, God was there, whose goings forth are from old and from everlasting. This means God was there at creation. 
and we, mankind, were not. He alone can tell us how it all came about, and he has told us in his word. Job 38 verse 4 says this, Where was thou, he's asking man this, when I laid the foundations of the earth? <laughs> you see, God was the only one there before man. Thank God for that. God is eternal. That means he's always existed and always will exist. God has no beginning. He has no ending. It says the Christ in Revelation chapter 1, verse 17, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon, him, uh, uh, saying unto me, upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first, I am the last. I am he that liveth, was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. That's our Savior, by the way. In the Bible, which is absolute truth, when talking about God, there's no date, no explanation, no apology, no argument, no attempt to approve his existence. He had revealed himself in so many ways, they just acknowledged the authors of the Bible that God is there. Psalm 14 verse 1 says this here, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Amen? Back to Genesis 1-1 again. It states this, in the beginning, God. The Hebrew word is Elohim, and it means plural. It's referring to the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all three persons had a part in our creation. They were existing before our world began. Jonathan Edwards, great theologian, was asked, what was God doing before he made the earth? Edwards said he was making hell for the curious. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> if Christ is God, then God exists. Titus 2.13, looking for that blessed hope and the, clear, and the glorious appearing of the great God and conjunction and our Savior. Who is he? The God and Savior, Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 3.16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. The word which was God became flesh and dwelt among us. 1 John 5.20 says this, and we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true even in his son Jesus Christ this the son Jesus Christ is the true God and eternal life and then it states this in Hebrews 1 8 but unto the son the father says but unto the son he the father say thy throne what O God is forever and ever the father calls the son God you see God exist in three persons, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, yet he's one God. You say, that's hard to understand. If you could understand God, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> I don't think finite people will ever completely comprehend it. In the beginning, God. Not the Big Bang, 
not evolution's false theories. In the beginning, God. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. It says this, For by him, Christ, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, the visible, the invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he, Christ, is before all things of this world, and by him all things consist. Not only did he create everything, he holds everything together. Isaiah talks about he measured out the universe by the palm of his hand. <laughs> it's nothing when compared to God. And when you think about how great God is, when you think of what he has created here for these 7,000 years, you think about all of this, evolution is wrong, the Big Bang is wrong, it's a, it's a salesman uh, hoodwink job. That's what it is. You're not trying to be unkind, you're just telling the truth. Amen? It's false, but God is true. Let God be true and every man a liar. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't mess around with what he wants to say. And to think of this great creation, you think of all this, Ephesians 1.4 says this, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love. Think about that. Before he created that first thing, you already were in his heart, his plan, his purpose for your life. You are significant. You are special. God loves you so much, he sent his own son to die on a cross for your sins. He took the penalty, the punishment, the pain, all that stuff, himself on that cross. And he said, it is finished. And he gave up his spirit. And when he did that, sin's ransom had been paid. God's justice was satisfied. What my son has done and accomplished is enough to save man for all eternity to those who will believe in him. Amen. Amen. If you just believe that Christ died for you, he was buried, he rose again, he'll save you even this moment if you'll believe it in your heart. It states in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish, without spot, who verily was foreordained. He was purposed, planned to come before the foundation of the world. Before he ever created a thing, the Godhead had gotten together. This was the purpose and plan of God. Now let's carry it out. And then to think that I'm here just because I came out of slime somewhere and I have no any significance for my life, and even if I have that for now, I have no future, lights out, I reject that. This week, we buried my sister. 
And I was just thinking while they were singing, what a hope we have in Christ. A hope because of who he is and what he's done and accomplished. And if you haven't believed in that hope, believe in him today. Father, we love you. We don't deserve anything. But for some reason, you cared enough for us to send your son to the old rugged cross, shed his blood, die, be buried, but thank you that you have more power than death. You broke the chains of death by the son's resurrection. And because of that, we believe in that gospel of grace. When we believe that, we're saved. And Lord, if somebody's here this morning, they've never just told you that they're a sinner, but they believe Christ is their answer, what he accomplished through the gospel. May they even believe him in their heart, even this moment. And we will praise you for that. But Lord, for us that are saved, God, we have so many voices coming against us, whether it's in school, on TV, online, whether it's through our phones, through advertising, whatever, trying to tell us you're not true. God, help us to resist that. Help us to put on the armor of God, truth, so that in our heart that foundation will be there so that I might be able to give a good, clear answer to anybody that sees the hope that's in me. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for thinking of us. May as long as we have breath in this life here, may it be for your glory and that alone. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? We hope that you received a blessing from today's broadcast. We would love to have you to visit us in person. You can watch us live and view past services on our website at gpindy.net. For more information, please visit our website or contact us by phone. Until next week, may God richly bless you is our prayer.